Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So thankful that you're listening today and every day, actually every week, every month, and every year. So excited for you guys to come on and listen all the time. It is my honor to be able to bring awesome guests to you so you can live and learn and just dream and then also put into action and go for it, your dreams. Because you know what? If you're happy with what you're doing, you know what? That just makes the world a better place because once we're happy people, it just makes us happier and the world happier just because we're able to give back that to others. So that's why I'm so grateful to be able to give this show to you guys. And also remember, I am the Go For It Business and Life Coach. Now, I'm a media coach because I help people get on podcasts and do media. I've written an uh, international best-selling book. I have this live radio show. I've been on a lot of different podcasts, and I'm a speaker. But also, I'm a voiceover artist and um, going out there and speaking to people and groups around the country and eventually worldwide. And just know that this show is being sponsored by Go For It Media Group and Life Coaching, here to help you move your dreams and goals to the future so you can live the life of your dreams and be able to go for it. And for more information on that, you can go to my website, joehosman.com. And I remember, I'm the female Joe, so that's J-O. So it's joehosman.com. And always excited to be able to talk to you about your dreams and your visions for your future to be able to help you get there and get there one step at a time. Because if we stop dreaming, we start we stop living and we never, ever want to do that. And remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So as long as you woke up today, you are got this day and you are got this time and energy to go on and live the life of your dreams. So remember, joehosman.com. And again, this show is sponsored by Go For It Media and Life Coaching Services. And ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to bring on my guest today, Dr. Ken Kais. He is... Uh, Oh my goodness, he has so many different things, but it's my honor to because he is a foremost global authority on behavioral assessment strategies and processes. He's an expert in leadership, purpose, and wellness. Whew, that's good. Me too. He has authored over 4 million words of content, including 500 articles, four books, and a dozen assessments. He is a president and CEO of Consulting Resource Group International Incorporated which has served thousands of companies, associations, industry groups, and leaders in over 30 countries. In the past 30 years, Ken has personally conducted more than 3,000 presentations and 10,000 hours of coaching and consulting. He is a highly sought-after author, speaker, trainer, podcast host himself, and a TV and media guest. His latest books include Why Aren't You More Like Me, Deliberate Leadership, and The Quest for Purpose. Dr. Ken Keis, welcome to my show. Go for it. Well, thank you, Joe. Thank you. It's thank good you, to be sir. here. And just just a minor correction. I know it, it's spelled Kais, but we actually like to pronounce it Keys. Oh, it it's is like Keys. keys okay. The door. So mm-hmm. uh, it is actually spelled that way, but we've just decided as a family to enunciate it a different way. But well, thank great. you. Thanks, Joe, for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I am so excited. I know you had to wait a little bit to come on the show. So always happy when my wonderful guest experts are willing to wait and come on. It uh, does 
does a heart some good. So, Ken, what well, I ask you're ev- popular, Joe, and so congratulations and on your on your efforts and success. Well, thank you so much. So what I ask all my guests, Ken, is talk a little bit about yourself. Talk a little bit about how you got to be where you're at today. Because part of the show is showing my audience the journey, the journey people take. And I, most people go, oh, my gosh, Joe, that could take forever. Well, how about five minutes or so? Take kind of like what you did before and how you got to be where you're at today. Well, it's interesting, Joe, because, you know, in uh, my podcast or on our podcast, Secrets of Success, we always want to have people's story as well. And the reason, I guess, a story always encourages others. And I look back and I say, well, how did I get here? I, I never really envisioned where I am now today as far as some of the things that have been achieved way back when I was a kid. I actually grew up on a dairy farm in the west coast of Canada. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you know, that was kind of my journey. That was, uh, I was the firstborn male, third generation Eastern European descent. So what do you think my sort of career path was set out to be when I graduated from high school? Well, mm-hmm. it was to take over the farm. So I went mm-hmm. to egg college, I came back, and then quickly discovered that my dad and I both wanted to be in charge. And of course, being a 20-something know-everything person, too, uh, didn't go so well. So I left, and I actually worked for the Federal Department of Agriculture, and then I got into a sales position. But in the middle of that, I actually started my own dairy farm. And I was getting up one morning about 5 or something like that. The sun was coming up, and I asked myself this question, and I encourage all the the listeners to ask yourself this question as well. Because sometimes our direction, and when you're talking about dreams, Joe, how important it is to really reflect – and I asked myself this question. I said, you know, if I was here 20 years from now, at the same time doing the same thing, would that be okay? And I said, absolutely not. And so the flip side from that was, okay, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And I always knew, even when I was 16, that I wanted to be a speaker or trainer. So I actually got involved with a sales training franchise. From that franchise, then it started to lead into meeting the founder of Consulting Resource Group, which is the company I own now. Dr. Anderson mentored me. Um, from that, we, I got my MBA, also got my doctorate in leadership. But it's interesting, you know, as we go through this, when I was in grade nine, Joe, my English teacher said I would never amount to anything because I couldn't read or write. Oh, wow. It's when I was doing my master's degree that they discovered I was dyslexic, mildly. And there was this great invention, Joe, called the computer. Now, I know there's mm-hmm. some people listening who said, did we actually have a society without a computer? Was that even <laughs> possible? I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the computer started to show me where I was, my miscorrect or incorrectly spelled words. And I might invent some words during interview today. I don't worry about it anymore. It is what it is. I do the best that I can. But that grade nine English teacher really did impact me for a long time. So the, this idea that I've written four million words of content, four books, all these assessments, all these articles, that never would have crossed my mind when I was a teenager. Are you kidding? Now, a speaker, maybe. So I got into the sales training franchise, got connected to CRG, and then I was blessed. You know, there's, it's interesting, Joe, how single events in our life can change our entire trajectory. And in 1990, I went to a a National Speakers Association conference. I met an individual who then met an individual who then called me to do a contract where we provided the full source training for Chrysler 
in all the leadership, all the soft skills, all the marketing for almost a decade. And that is where I did all this training. I was on the road 300 days a year for over six years, Joe. Mm. And uh, what occurred, of course, is 9-11. And the week after 9-11, that contract was canceled. And then I went and I bought the consulting company that we have now and really buried myself into doing writing for 10 years. And as entrepreneurs, many people that are listening, a lot of times we get in directions where it seemingly is good, but there are components that are missing our fulfillment. And so, you know, my purpose in life is to help others to live, lead, and work a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you talked in the opening of the show about how important it is to kind of capture that dream. So my dream was to be the speaker and trainer, but being on the road 1,500 days in that six years nearly cost me my personal relationships, mm-hmm. my health for sure. Now, I would never not do it, but I would never do it again. And I think as we go forward, we want to make sure that we look at an entire sort of holistic perspective. What do we want our life to look like? What are all the moving pieces so that I can feel fulfilled and I can contribute, contribute, as you mentioned in your opening, at the highest level possible? So here we are now. I bought CRG back uh, in 2002 right after 9-11 and then spent 15 years retooling, putting all our psychological tools and assessments online in multiple languages in countries all around the world they're using from, uh, you know, from Chinese to French to Spanish to uh, Dutch to Swedish, uh, Vietnamese, whatever that language might be. And really quite amazing to say, okay, here's this dairy farmer kid who now is part of a company that is impacting people all around the world. And then, Joe, think about our industry. Mm-hmm. Who thought about what podcasting and internet radio would do to our profession, but also Mm -hmm. what it would do to help individuals. Those of you that are listening right now, think about this. You can go anywhere, anytime to get the content that you want to consume this very moment. That didn't even exist 20 years ago. So anyways, it's been an amazing run, and so here we are now. Um, Hopefully, in some way or another, in our small way, contributing to people's journey for them to live and lead and work on purpose. Absolutely. And I think the same thing, because when, you know, I I talk about this a lot on the show, when I was back in seventh and eighth grade, I always wanted to be on radio. I wanted to be a DJ, a radio DJ. And and going to communications, and then I found out how little money they made, and that's all I thought about. I I mean, at that age and time, I'm like, oh, well, they don't make a lot of money, but, you know, but I like the idea that they could call in and they could, you know, I could interview people. That's what really drove me to this radio show, let alone it just expounded my business exponentially because of it. But yeah, who, I guess, you know, when you think of it, but it also gives people the freedom to do it. It gives, a, you know, along with the Internet, like you said, and the computer, it just gives us a freedom to do more and more with our life. But it also can be a drain sucker, too, because it can drain us sometimes and kind of veer us off the wrong path. And so we have to bring ourselves back in and really, you know, decide where we want to live on purpose. And that's really where you come into play is you help people figure that out and you help people how they can live on purpose and live the life that they desire. Absolutely. And I agree with you, Joe, is the internet. And this, this is true for me, yeah, for sure. It's a big, uh, shiny object. Mm-hmm, me too. A, a, uh, object, it can suck your brains out. In fact, the last research is that the um, 
in North America, Canada and the U.S. included, we now have the highest percentage of loneliness and depression in history. Mm-hmm. Well, how could that be? If we're so connected, if we're so um, in touch with our friends, then why is it that we are so uh, lonely, so depressed, so down? Well, uh, it's called this phone. It's called this gadget. Now, you know, don't turn off this podcast because of that, because podcast is <laughs> serving you, and I love podcasts. I consume about one to two hours a day myself, Joe. Mm, uh, me too. Podcast, as well as, you know, producing our own. Uh, but we have to really be disciplined to say, what is it that I want to be consuming? And right. if we let the shiny object, which can be addictive, Uh, take control of our life, it actually can destroy it as well. And I actually will do myself, I I call it a Facebook fast. And in essence, it's really a social media fast, but I will do a Facebook fast for a day or two, just so I'm not involved with it at all and just have to step away. And when I do that, I notice myself, because solo entrepreneurs, or I'm a solo entrepreneur, that I make myself go out and network more with people because I like to be with people. I like, I need that interaction. I need that connection with people. So I make myself go out and, you know, go to these networking groups and which is great, great for business, but it's also great for the soul because then you hear what other people are going through or you're, if you're an accountability group, doesn't matter, whatever the case may be, but you get ideas and you get different things from different people. And that's what I have to do because I get sucked into it as well. And I, I need to get unstuck from that. So that's what I do. I call, I call it a Facebook fast. Well, there's all kinds of research around doing it. And I know that uh, my wife used to work at a university and that actually was one of the exercises that one of the professors had for the students is to actually go out a fast for a week Mm-hmm. And uh, you talk about, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I get that, I get that. At the same time, it gives us access to information, transformational opportunities, shows like yours, Joe, that Absolutely. really can take us to the next level. Absolutely. We just have to have that balance. And I will let you know, we have like three minutes until break, but it, it gives that balance between the two as long as we're able to make sure that we know what we're doing <laughs> and not get sucked into the negative. I'm all about, when I post, it's all about the positive and where we can go from there. And just really about giving out positive vibes and not getting sucked into all the negative drama that can happen. Or, you know, I might read an article and then just kind of move on, just go, okay, I'm not even going to read the comments. I'm just going to move on. So, and that's really the way it is in life as well. Really? I mean, can, when we listen to people, it depends on if we want to take the negative, what they're saying or the positive, what they're saying. Mm. And I'm, I'm a true believer in listening to the positive. Uh, I know we also have to, um, you know, take some uh, criticism as well, but it's also more people can do it in a better way than sometimes what they do. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Now, one of the things that happens out here, you know, in my latest book, The Quest for Purpose, I talk about, you know, we can't worry about what other people say. Because mm-hmm. if I constantly worry what other people say, if I, my life is based on your feedback, who I, by the way, didn't invite or nor did I ask for your opinion. Mm-hmm. is then all of a sudden my life is reflective of everybody else's opinion. So, no, only mm-hmm. I can live my life. And it's interesting, though, Joe, many people, in fact, pretty well every person, has an opinion. Very, very few have wisdom. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. So when we think about all these online comments, there's actual neuroscience now that's linking, you know, our body, um, our, our brain, our mind, and our, our soul are wired for, for love and positivity. Mm-hmm. And all the, you know, and as, as a health coach and a, you know, a person works in this area of psychology, is the, the reality is, is negativity drains our entire immunity system. It drains yes. our ability to make decisions. It freezes us. It puts us in this negative uh, mindset. And, you know, many of you would be familiar with Dr. Martin Sigelman's work in Learned Optimism. Mm-hmm. That my mindset, which I have a chapter in the book, um, Martin was kind enough to let me include his research in my latest book, The Quest for Purpose. And one of the reasons I included that is that, so what if I know what my purpose in life is if I'm pessimistic? Because all the research shows is that my mindset, my pessimistic or optimistic levels, highly influences and is a correlation to my success in life. And so if I'm going to be successful in life, even if I know my direction, if I don't deal with this whole mindset and also gets rid of some of these other things, such as being sleep-deprived because of screen time, which you talked about, then Mm -hmm. I'm not going to realize that dream that you talked about in the beginning of the show. Amen. Well, and we do have to go to break. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well and your book and your and your podcast too. But to get to Dr. Ken's website, it is www.crgleader.com. And there, you know what? He even has a free gift from my listeners. And we're going to announce that a little bit later on in the show. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit johosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month media package. This is an $800 value. My Go For It Media Group helps you expand your brand utilizing media. Finding your media outlets to promote your business, including my Go For It radio show. Check out johosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my best selling book, coaching, and training programs, support for the radio show, and much more. Don't wait. Check out johosman.com today for this special offer. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, johosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's johosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America with my wonderful guest, Dr. Ken Keyes. We are talking all kinds of personal and professional development, and Ken has written several books. Well, I think you said over 4,000 words of content, which is phenomenal. I just think that's amazing. So let's talk about your book, and because you quote a few research stats in your books, and also you have a podcast show called Secrets of Success, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of your research stats that you come up with in your book, because we talked a little bit about that before break. But I'm always interested in statistics. Mm. I can't say that very well. Statistics. Well, we, we want to ask the question, is what we're doing working, Joe? And so there was a Gallup uh, poll, which was, now this has been a couple of years now, but even so, it's still anchored. I don't see any changes. But it was 142 countries. So this wasn't just, okay, we're going to just find out North America or just find out Europe, whatever. It's 142 countries. And Joe, just guess, what percentage of the global workforce are engaged? What do you think the percentage is? Uh, I wouldn't say it's kind of low. I would say probably 20%. 13%. Oh, wow. So lower. Now, Canada and the U.S. had the highest engagement in the world at 29. So even in the best countries, 70% of people dislike what they do from mildly irritated to lows. Some of the worst countries, like China, were 5%. So when you think about it, that means 95% of people don't like what they do. I mean, isn't that sad? Yeah, that is very sad. Very, very sad. Because we just, yeah, because we want people to be fulfilled. We want people to feel better. And, boy, that's a low, low number. Well, when, when we think about it, and, you know, one of the reasons you have the show said, okay, what's the consideration? If you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I'm one of those 90%, so the odds are, that the majority of people that are listening have some of that. Now, I'm not saying that you should go quit your job this moment. That's not it. What you should do is to start getting clear about what is it that I really, really want. So the stats are they say that 10% of people actually believe 100% in their heart they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, their call, their assignment, their purpose, their dream, whatever that might be. Not from a self-centered point of view, Joe, and I think that's where a lot of times people kind of say, well, I don't want to do that, that goal or that dream stuff. You've seen some of these sort of Facebook ads, and it, it does look a little bit over the top, right? Yeah, the, pur- yeah. the purpose is, is that I want to do my purpose because that is your highest level of contribution. That is your mm-hmm. highest level of meaning. That is your highest level of making a difference. And whatever it is, there's no judgment on what you should be doing. So if you um, are working in the trades and you're building buildings, that's great. If you're a podcast host like Joe or myself, then that's fine. You know, if you want to be in a first responder role and, you know, a, a paramedic or maybe an officer or maybe a firefighter, any of those things apply. So um, we're not here to judge you on that, but do you know that you know that you know? And one of the saddest things is the majority of the population, for whatever reason, are not engaged. And it's sad when they're not. It, I mean, because I know so many people that are unhappy or they're working in a job that they're worried if they're going to get laid off or not. Well, part and of how- what, what happens, Joe, is people put their faith in the job rather than themselves. And or, you know, for me as a spiritual person, I kind of go higher than that. I just say, okay, uh, I want to need to, I need to actually put my 
um, confidence in my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are. We're getting closer to 2020. We're 2019. Bluebird expects that by the next 24 months, almost 50% of all jobs and roles in North America are going to be contract. Mm-hmm. And so this is not about having a career. This is really about expertise. And can your expertise then uh, be tuned, as they say, in the educational system down into a space where you work for somebody for three weeks or three months or three years, and then you move on to the next place. And then there are going to be careers that are longer term. Sure, that's fine. But the key is, what is it that you love doing? What do you enjoy doing? Every single person on the planet has purpose. Now, why I wrote the book, The Quest for Purpose, is that most people actually don't even know how to get there. So they say, uh, so I say, Joe, what's your purpose? And they say, I don't know. And they say, well, why don't you know? Well, I don't even know where to start. So usually the question is too big. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what your purpose is, guess what your purpose is, Joe? Nothing. Just do what I do every day. Your purpose is to find your purpose. It was kind of no. a trick question. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> oh, picking sorry. on the host there. <laughs> so if you don't know your purpose, your purpose is to find your purpose. And do not get anxious about it because anxious and anxiousness and worry, it hinders our creativity, hinders our ability to kind of connect to what the possibilities are. The other thing that happens here, we were talking earlier in the previous segment about worrying what other people think. There's a lot of pressure, social pressure, mm-hmm. about um, going down our own path. Every person around you, as we said earlier, has an opinion about what you should do. So when I had my sales position at this company, and I was one of the top performers in the company, and I was about to leave it to start my sales training program, my dad said to me, he says, why would you want to do that? Why would you leave a company car and they pay for your lunches and everything? Mm-hmm. And so his mindset was really around security, right? So right. most people like the certainty of misery rather than the misery of uncertainty. Right. And so as a Absolutely. result of that, we decide not to decide or we uh, don't do the work. So a few years ago, I was having lunch in California just near Sacramento, actually between the Bay Area and Sacramento. And I was having uh, dinner with two gentlemen named Richard Knowles and um, Richard Nodell. Now, between the two of them, they had 100 years, yes, that's correct, 100 years in the career development field. And Richard Nodell, who just passed away last year at 94-ish, I think it was, maybe I got that wrong, uh, wrote the book, What Color Is Your Parachute? And he rewrote that every year for decades. And I asked these two gentlemen together, I said, listen, why is it with so many opportunities and so many assessments and tools and podcasts and everything like that, that we still have 90% of the uh, population disliking what they do for mildly irritate the loathe? And in unison, they responded and said, because people are not willing to do the work. Their work, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. And that's true. It all comes down to choice. It all comes down to, you know, we want to fantasize about other people who are doing it bigger, better, and bolder, but yet we don't want to do the work. And well, when, it, we think, when we think about it, Joe, and this is not in judgment, it's just simply getting clear just doesn't show up. Everybody says, well, if purpose is so uh, powerful, then why don't I know? I says, well, in 1988, I joined the National Speaker Association. I live in Vancouver, Canada. I was driving down to Seattle, which is about a two and a half hour drive for me. And I got to know an individual called Mike McManus. Now, Mike has passed away now, 
But Mike created a thing called Source, and I actually hired him. And my, I was just in my uh, 20s at that time to help me get clear about what my purpose was. I knew that I was to communicate to others. I knew I was supposed to be an encourager, but I really didn't know what was I supposed to talk about and to who. And that was really been the progression and the refinement of my purpose. And as we go through life, we are allowed to fine-tune this thing, just like a radio dial, just like the Internet connection. We're, we're allowed to fine-tune it so that I get, continue to get clear about what is most important in my life. And that's what I did is I took Mike's work plus all of our work and then ported that in the quest for purpose. So what I did is I created and worked with him for six months, drove back and forth, you know, over two hours each way uh, for those six months. And this is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, before the Internet. I said, why didn't you email? <laughs> I have to remind people, Joe, that the Internet has not been here forever. Right. Yep, I understand. And that was one of the reasons when I worked for Chrysler, I actually commuted from the West Coast to Detroit for a year every week. Why did I do that? Because I was the senior designer, co-designer of their programs and their strategy for developing all the soft skills for the company. And the only way to do it was in person. And so I flew there every week to meet and to do, be the instructional designer and the, for the programs they were putting together. That was pre-internet. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness now, uh, when 9-11 happened, the opportunity, so that when we talk about our own progression, I would have never thought that being a podcast host was sort of on my radar, or maybe even yourself 10 years ago, Joe, but here's this opportunity. I moved from, and this was a mindset shift for me, from a speaker who writes to a writer who speaks. Uh, And when I bought CRG, being a publishing company and producing psychological tools and assessments, is that we now contribute to people's clarity. You know, when Brendan Bouchard put his new book together and he was talking about his habits book, High Performance Habits, and, you know, he did the research on what was, the, what was one of the top six habits of high performers, which is non-negotiable. Everybody's listening to this, and that is clarity. Mm-hmm. And so we put together in the book and in our assessments simple yet powerful processes to create clarity in a holistic manner, Joe. So a lot of times people say, well, I'll figure out what my personality is. Well, that's my book, Why Aren't You More Like Me? And we have a personal style indicator, and you can get clear about who you are. And it's very important because TalentSmart confirmed that less than 2% of the population will realize their potential without them knowing their personality. So So that means 98% of the people who don't take an assessment won't realize their potential. Why is that? Because we believe we're both nature and nurture, and so you are born with predispositions or natural tendencies. If I actually know those, Joe, if I understand those, if I get those, then I can actually be intentional. I can be deliberate, and I'm not fighting upstream. I mean, there are some people listening to this show who have amazing attention to details, and so you're the forensic auditor in accounting. And there are other individuals, Joe, you were talking about, I need to go out, I need to network, I need to connect. Um, I need to be around people. So mm-hmm. there are other people that if they didn't see another person for most of the day, they would be quite happy. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not right, it's not wrong. But if I need to know that, I need to know what those propensities are, those preferences are, those styles are, so that I can be intentional. A lot of times when it happens, they say, if I could just be like Ken, if I could just be like Joe. No, no, mm-hmm. you need to be like you. And so mm-hmm. who is you? 
And that's been my personal journey now. This is my 30th year in this industry. In fact, this is the anniversary year, this, this month, in fact. Oh, wow. In our company, CRGs, this is our 40th year. And so when we think about it, there's just a huge opportunity to be able to go to the next level. And everybody listening here, I just want to encourage you at this very second, this very moment, you are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have a contribution to be made. Nobody is throwaway. Everybody counts. Everybody has meaning. Everybody has significance. But we need to take responsibility for bringing it. It's not what anybody else is going to do. And mm-hmm. if we start blaming, that's what happens. That's why we dislike social media, because if you actually look at the psychological model, as soon as you start getting in denial, as soon as you start blaming, as soon as you get into guilt, that is a dis functional psychological state. Mm-hmm. And so if I take responsibility, then you actually are in charge of your life. But if you blame everybody else, when Scott Beck, Beck uh, wrote the book, The Love, uh, the Road Less Traveled, he said the most difficult psychological condition to treat is called character disorder. And character disorder is where the uh, person blames everybody else for their condition. Mm. Well, uh, so how could I get you, Joe, to change? Because it's my fault that you're the, your way. And so my encouragement to listeners, guess what? Every single person listening, you have what you have created. You have what you have done. It said, oh, no, no, this person did this to me. Hang on. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It, ha- it matters how you respond to it. It matters how you um, take it. In other words, mm-hmm. if you take that responsibility to act on it. Where am I going to go for the next stage? And that's where we were you know, tra- talking earlier a few minutes ago, is that if you're not clear about your purpose, don't beat yourself up. Don't get upset. Don't get angry. Don't get down. Just take responsibility to take the next step to get clear, whatever that might be. So keep your job. Keep your role. Use that as this uh, space to kind of move to the next level. And now, step by step, start moving towards clarity. Right. That is such, that's powerful words right there because do do you find that a lot with the clients you work with? People come to me all the time and they have, they have problems finding their purpose. And, you know, there's exercises I go through with them with, but it's really, I love that because it's really, it's finding your purpose and don't beat yourself up. My goodness, I'm still trying to find my purpose, although I, I do a lot of what I love doing. But I'm still also in different areas of my life, always trying to find purpose. And, you know, sometimes one way might not work, so you, you try another way until you find the way that does work. And also, you know, in different stages of your life, you have different things going on in your life. You know, I'm in the uh, empty nest stage now, so it's totally different than when my son was growing up or when my son was a baby. There's different stages of life, but also different purposes that we have in life for that. And so I love that. And what I tell people, too, is that if you, you woke up today, you still have purpose. You still have the the know-how to go and do something different today to make your life better. And, Ken, that's exactly what you're talking about here, too, is like we have, you know, we have the authority to do that with ourselves, to give ourselves that right to do it. Mm. Well, there many people know about Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, and he was in Auschwitz during the Second World War as a prison camp, and he said, for the most part, those people that survived were the ones who believed that they had a purpose beyond being mm-hmm. interned. Mm-hmm. And he says, nobody can take away who I am and what I think. That's right. Uh, they can take away my food. They can take away yeah. my dignity, but they can't take away who I am. 
Absolutely. So everybody listening here, it doesn't matter. And that's where you were talking about where people are worried about being laid off. Well, just equip yourself. And the more you actually focus on and, wor- and, and look at what you don't want, that's what you're going to get. You know, what's coming out of your mm-hmm. mouth? The research now, the neuropsychology and the neuroscience of my words matter. Your words matter all the time. So if mm-hmm. you're around a negative person constantly, guess what? You're going to be, your life's going to be negative. It's, mm-hmm. You're going to get what you're talking about. So most people talk about what they have, not what they want. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about how do I frame that out, and by the way, I can get guilty in this. I'm sure, Joe, that can happen oh, to yeah. you. Oh, we yeah. happen to teach this. So we're more conscious and aware and awake of this. But everybody listening here is that, you know, if you were to ask, if we were to ask your friends, would they say you're positive or negative? Would they say that you look towards the future and what's possible? Or are you a, somebody who has lots of drama and you fret about everything and you worry about everything and you worry about your kids? I remember I had a staff member, both of my, now by the way, I'm empty, empty nesters here as well, so it's great. We love it. It's different. It's shifted. And, you know, our purpose is, I'll call it evolving versus changing. Mm -hmm. So my purpose to help others to realize their potential, whatever it is, if it's in leadership and doing leadership retreats or my purpose book, or we are one of the number one experts on personality or personal style on the globe. I've done 1,000 programs on that content alone, full-day workshops. And I believe in teaching that. But the point being is that as our purpose evolves, so here we are, we're doing podcasts now. That didn't happen before. We're writing articles. We're posting on social media. So really the methods by which communicating, I'm here I am at my home office. I do have an outside office with staff at it as well. Doing this show with you that is going global all around the world that will be archived forever. Mm-hmm. Who, yep. who thought that was even possible? I know. And the yes. other side, Joe, that really is important for everybody listening here. My ability to do something or to be in my purpose and to kind of be in that zone, if we, if we may, is also our ability to say no. There's a lot of cultural pressures, pressures, external pressures, you know, being a past school board chair and, and having my wife work at a university. A lot of times there are sort of social economical pressures. You're going to do what, Ken? You're going to start your own sales training company with no, no security? Like, why are you doing that? So I took so much heat from my family when I left my job to start my own sales training company because they just didn't get it. They didn't understand. So my encouragement is we talked um, earlier in the show about other people's opinions. I would encourage, though, and this is you know, one of the secrets uh, to success when we think about it, can you find yourself a coach? Can you find yourself an advisor, a mentor, that's gone before you, that you hold in high esteem, that has the values, the behaviors, the attitudes that you want to emulate and you want to go towards. Mm-hmm. And so we want to attach ourselves to people, uh, in, not in a needy way, but in a development way, in a way that helps to nurture me. I mean, Dr. Anderson, when I first got consulting research group, that is, he really took the farmer out of me and moved me towards this, this place of being a developer, uh, no way, no, no way could you have convinced me when I was a teenager that I would actually be a doctor. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I feel like I sometimes I still sort of pinch myself when we say that to Dr. Ken Keyes and I said, hang on, who, who are you talking to? That's not yeah. me, right? And so we all kind of go through this, uh, these stages where we have to kind of grow into who we are. 
And I know that, uh, you know, we have another sort of segment coming up. I want to make sure, uh, Joe, that we get into some very practical step-by-step things that people can do. And when they do them, they're going to start being transformed and their purpose is going to improve and to leave them some specific strategies so that they can go to the next level. Right. And and I just, to be honest with you, I kind of just let you talk through the break because you were doing such a good job. I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop it. So we're just going to keep rolling with this because it's such great content and great information that you're giving. And it's, it's so true because when I was younger, yeah, I wanted to get a master's degree, but eh, after my 20s, I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to get it again. Well, then all of a sudden, a break came in my life, and I thought, maybe this is the time I should go back. So in my 40s, I went back and got my master's degree. Never in a million years, and so many times, so many times during going through my master's degree, I wanted to quit. I'm like, I'm too old for this. I don't need this. This is too much. And then I would just bring myself back down, calm down. And what the the great thing about it was, was my son was going to college at the t- same time getting his undergrad, different school. But when he would come home, we would actually go over things. We would go over what, like what he's learning and I would go over what I was learning. And we didn't know until the very end, probably like the last year, that we were going to graduate a week apart from each other. And that's what kept me going because I thought – uh, first of all, I wanted to get my master's degree. And secondly, I wanted to prove to my son that you don't quit. He would never. I mean, he's so so good in school, but I, I'm not as good in school. I, you know, I struggle. And so it was a struggle. Some classes were really hard for me, but it's that perseverance and that go for it attitude that kept me going. But also I had a, uh, I had a goal and a dream to get that. And then we did. We graduated a week apart from each other. It was phenomenal. And so you're right, you know, how our life evolves as we keep moving on in life. We, uh, did you ever think you were going to get a Ph.D. degree and, you know, be called the doctor, well, never, like you said? Never, yeah, no. never. <laughs> and in fact, um, you know, it's interesting because Marshall Goldsmith, who is, you know, the number one leadership coach in the world, he talks about in one of his books that, you know, we, sometimes we outgrow our, I'll call it our circle of friends, and it's not mm-hmm. that we're better than them. We have just gone into a different space. And I remember having dinner with my siblings. My brother bought the dairy farm, and my other brother's a drives truck, and then my sister has is a physiotherapist. But I remember one of my family members at that dinner, you know, I said, well, I actually just graduated with my doctorate. And one of the family members, well, don't think we're ever going to call you doctor. Oh. <laughs> and so part of this is is that, you know, uh, people know you how you were. Right. And, right. Um, yes, it was disappointing, but I really, I started to understand what uh, Marshall Goldsmith is talking about, mm-hmm. is that those people have context of knowing Joe 20 years ago or mm-hmm. Ken 30 years ago. That's their frame of reference. <clears throat> and so most of my life is lived outside of sort of that sibling get-togethers and stuff like that. We don't hang out every week. And so my encouragement to everybody um, listening, it's not that you are, you know, ditching or dissing uh, those friends. You just are moving on. And the reality is, is not everybody is on that same journey as you. And it's not, it's not a negative. It's a positive. Right. And so then I have other people around me who appreciate the work that we're doing and acknowledge that. And that's part of where you have to own your own space. You have to take responsibility. I'm not going to take a comment like that and pay... You know, feel sorry for myself. No, 
it just really is more of a context of the relationship. I said, okay, i just move forward from there. Now, mm-hmm. let's kind of shift, Joe, to some real practical things. And by the way, I'm going to give a gift. At the end of the show, we'll give people a URL, a special download just for your uh, members. In fact, we're going to give them a copy, an e-copy, a full e-copy of my Quest for Purpose book. But we'll give you that URL just in a few minutes. That's perfect. Uh, so when we think about um, moving forward, here's, here's the steps that people need to kind of consider for uh, going th- uh, forward. First of all, you have to take a holistic uh, perspective. So Consulting Resource Group or CRGleader.com, we have uh, 10 different assessments that actually lead into 12 different tools that help to c- get clear in your whole life. If you went to the doctor and uh, the doctor was talking to you and said, listen, uh, by the way, uh, Ken, I think your blood pressure is this. I think your cholesterol level is this. And the doctor never took any test or didn't put the blood pressure cuff on your arm. What would you think about that doctor? Say, well, yeah, what a quack. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't wouldn't trust that. him. Mm-hmm. So the reason that assessments, and that's why I'm so passionate about an own an assessment company, is assessments contribute to clarity. Assessments benchmark your condition. So, you know, take our personal style indicator, get to know who you are, get clear about it, and there are many that are out there. We created ours because we felt there were many other ones that weren't as honoring as their and some of the other ones. They weren't really designed to honor the person. They try to put you in a box, and we do the opposite. We have an assessment around the clarity of your values. Now, everybody is, is, understands that. So what are the core values that are important to you? Our, our values assessment is around behavioral values, or what we call internal motivators. What would it mean if you made the right decision every time, Joe? Mm. What kind of confidence could you have? So well, it'd be awesome. We encourage people that once they know their values is that you use your values to filter decisions. You know, should I take that job? Should I leave that job? Should I uh, go over to this opportunity? What about this situation over here? And my encouragement is, is once you know your values is that you don't compromise. You move towards them. So our, some of our behavioral values might be, okay, expertise or independence or challenge. Well, am I moving into a job or a role that has those? And if it doesn't have that, and then we know long term that your engagement is going to go down and your um, sustainability in that position will not stay in place. It just won't be sustainable for you. The other thing that we get people to do in the book, Joe, is we get them to write a autobiography of all the positive experiences in their life so far. We want you to pay attention not to the negatives, not even to the neutrals, but everything that is positive. And I did this myself. I had 60 hand page, uh, handwritten um, pages because there wasn't a computer back then when I did this myself. Mm. And see, our life leaves clues. And are we paying attention to what those clues say? And if you can't figure out what you want, then you can start on the other side and say, what do I not want? So an example is, if I want to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, and I want to take two months a year, and I want to travel around the world and go and do different things, having a 24-7 corner store, being one of only two employees, are not congruent. Mm -hmm. So part of this filtering through is you have to do that work to say, what is it that I really want, and then start bringing clarity over time. Now remember, I took six months 
of focused, working with a coach to kind of get me on this path. And it's now been 30 years of refinements. Now, I've had little blips along the way. I've had challenges along the way. I had a situation where I had a partner steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from me and uh, pretty well uh, decimate um, our financial situation. So we've all been through that mm-hmm. where situations have occurred. You know what? When you are on purpose, your resilience is higher. Your tenacity is higher. So in that, then we also get people to start clarifying what we call little micro visions in 12 different categories, Joe. Mm-hmm. So rather than say, what's my life purpose? Well, what's my purpose physically? What's my purpose from a learning point of view? In other words, my little micro vision and vision statements are active tense statements that we are always achieving, but we never achieve. In other words, they are really an overarching sort of philosophy about what I want to do and who I want to become. And then sometimes, as you said, Joe, I remember when I was a kid, I actually have a picture somewhere around here in my office where I wanted to have a Ferrari. It was just like that was the car. I have no desire to have one now, like zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was 22, 23 years old, and that was the car. That's what I wanted to have. And I said, why? In fact, I have a little model behind me I'm looking at right now, (laughs) that Ferrari. So I sort of outgrew that kind of desire. And it's okay it's your life. You get to start updating it, changing it, moving it forward. Now, one other area I want to just briefly talk about, because I know we're going to be running out of time here shortly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is health and wellness. So my diploma is in nutrition and genetics. I actually was an, uh, an agricultural nutritionist. And right now, our society in the developed world are the sickest and illest that we've ever been. 90 to 95% of all illness is lifestyle related. So if I have my purpose, but I am sick and ill, then how am I going to fulfill it if I don't have the energy, if I don't have the sleep? We were talking earlier about screens and how it affects us, but it actually drains us. We are, we are sleep deprived as a developed society. Mm-hmm. Our processed foods are killing us one by one. Now, I'm an agriculturalist. I used to actually sell egg chemicals as my job way back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were misled by, you know, certain companies. And a lot of that, um, I'll call it herbicides, are now in our food chain. They're, they're killing us. They're slowly killing us. And so um, when we look at our, our lifestyle, we need to kind of take charge of all of it. So am I actually eating? We have another assessment called the Stress Indicator and Health Planner. It has 120 questions. But I have a whole section on nutrition and wellness and activities and I get people to start thinking about, you know, how can I optimize my health? Not just average, not mediocre, but how can I optimize it? And stress, over 50% of the workforce in the world is stressed or highly stressed. And guess where the country that has the highest stressed workers in the world? I'd say the U.S. China. Oh, China. Interesting. and Beijing. Now you think about it. Now, U.S. is high, too. It's over 50% are highly stressed. But in Mm -hmm. China, it's like 87% of the workers are highly stressed. Mm -hmm. So when we think about life right now, that is now, it's raising your cortisol level. It affects your anxiousness, your ability to make decisions. Then you can't sleep. So when we think about developing the whole person, don't be overwhelmed by this. Just saying, oh, great. I can now look at all of this. And it could be that you know your purpose. It could be that you're clear about your values. But one of the reasons you don't have your energy, you don't have your health. Personal story. 
19. I can. Uh, can and I, and I hate to bother. I hate to stop you, but we only have like two minutes until the end of the show. So, and I, I want to give out a shout out to the to the website that you have listed for the few the free book, and so that is www.kenkeis.com forward slash go for it. So, Ken, Absolutely. you've given so such Ken great information today. I just like slash go for it, and you are going to if you go there, you're going to get a free copy of my book. So this is just a short story. I'll try and do it in 30 seconds. 1987, I was diagnosed as manic depressive, put on lithium as an antidepressant. A friend of mine says, listen, Ken, I don't believe that you have a psychological problem. There's something else. On my existence, insistence, we did a glucose tolerance test, found out I was hypoglycemic. And because I was drinking Coke all day, I was screwed up my whole system. When I stopped drinking that, and lithium, by the way, was making me mad. I was ready to kill somebody. And so the, the, the um, research out there now is that most of these antidepressants long-term actually are more harmful than good. So we have to look at some natural pieces. And as a result of that, my manic depression went away right away as soon as I stopped drinking all the sugary drinks. Absolutely. So, and I have the same experience uh, again, with Diet Coke. Take, so, yeah, I have this. For your own. Right. So, Ken, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. And again, you can go to www.kenkeis, which is K-E-I-S.com forward slash go for it. And he's got a free ebook for there for you, the guys there today. And it's our gift to you for listening for the show today. Again, it's Ken, K-E-N, K-E-I-S.com forward slash go for it. And then, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I want you to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. And remember, this show is also being sponsored by Go For It Media Group and Life Coaching. And to check out my website, you can go to joehosman.com. And there I have also have that free 30-minute discovery Go For It strategy session. But always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. Remember, be a blessing to others, and sometimes all you need to do is give a smile. It's a wonderful gift to give. Have a great week. God bless, and we're going to see you here again next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.